This is episode 22 of PT Meal Physical Therapy Podcast. Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of PT Meal Physical Therapy Podcast. In today's episode, I talked to Dr. Mike Chua, Doctor of Physical Therapy. He received his Bachelor of Science in Physical Therapy from the University of Perpetual Help Rizal and his doctorate in Physical Therapy at the University of Incarnate Word at Texas, wherein he graduated cum laude. He is a certified clinical instructor, a certified dementia practitioner, and a senior fitness uh, specialist. In this episode, we talked about dementia and elevating yourself in your practice. So get ready for another inspiring conversation. Let's take a listen. Hi, hi, this is PT Meal, Physical Therapy Podcast, a potluck of information and insights about the physical therapy profession and practice from experiences of Filipino physical therapists around the world. So again, I'm Johan De La Paz, physical therapist. Welcome to the show. So for today's episode, we have as guest a physical therapist who is very active in social media in his Facebook groups as administrator in the Alzheimer's Support Group and Alternative Careers Group. He is an alternative career coach, mentor, where he helps other healthcare professionals look for ways to further their career or other path in their careers where they can excel. And he is also an entrepreneur and author of several books, one of which I have here, uh, Misunderstanding Dementia. <laughs> he is also a podcast host and a certified dementia practitioner instructor for the course required for that certification. So without further ado, here is Dr. Michael Chua, Doctor of Physical Therapy. So Doc Mike, welcome to the show. Woo-hoo! Well, thank you very much for having me, Johan. Appreciate you, brother. And thank you, first of all, thank you for creating this show, this podcast, or whatever channel you're doing. So again, thank you for doing this, for, for helping us level up our, our not only our fellow Filipinos, but also other therapists, how to create and start their own thing. So thank you for doing this, brother. Yeah, thank you for uh, accepting my invitation. Actually, you're you're one of my um, inspiration why I started the podcast. It's to uh, give a shout out. It's like giving a shout out to other phys- phys- physical therapists, Filipino physical therapists, and their practices. So, w- with all the things that you're you're doing, all the things that I've mentioned, where do you get that energy? And like one of your friends commented in one of your posts, "Do you even sleep?" <laughs> <laughs> Well, where do you get your energy? Obviously, you get your energy from. No, just kidding. <laughs> Special <laughs> shout out to Arborn. <laughs> what do you call this? Arborn chocolate drink. Well, anyway, that's another product that we sell. Well, anyway, mm-hmm. where do we get our energy? You get your energy, obviously, from our creator, from our God. Mm-hmm. But uh, religious aside, you get your energy from your passion. If you're really passionate about something, it doesn't matter if you're going to get paid or not. If you're passionate about something, you're going to do that whether whether they pay you a dollar, whether they pay you 50, 60, whatever. You're just going to do it. And just like in therapy, I mean, um, I know you work in a nursing home. I work also in nursing homes. I go to uh, different uh, assisted livings and also the patient's home. My passion is about dementia, and I don't care if – they spit at me or what well, of mm-hmm. course i don't, of course i care you know <laughs> but what all i know is that i love taking care of them i love bringing out the best in those caregivers i love bringing out the best in other therapists and how to be a better caregiver and that's it that's what it's all about finding that passion and when you're passionate about it guess what bam you're you you you're going to get that energy there just like when we were young in the philippines right uh what sports do you play at home, Johan? Probably basketball or whatever. <laughs> no, I don't, no, don't play sports. You know, 
Oh, never mind. When we were young, right? Even though we came from school and we were tired, and when we're when we go when we go home, and then our mother tells us, "Okay, do your chores." You're like, "I know, ayoko maglinis ng bahay. I don't want to clean the house." But if your if your neighbor or friend, your best friend, asks you, "Hey, Mike, let's go out and play basketball. Let's play this." Guess what? You get that energy, even though you're tired from school. And same thing with our profession. Same thing with whatever you want to do in life. Find that passion, and everything will follow. Your purpose, your profit, and your passion. All right. 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 Passion, so that you're you feel you're not like dragging yourself to work, or anything that, or anything that you do. All right. So before we dive it further, uh, could you give us a brief, uh, brief background on how you started in physical therapy until? To, to where you're practicing now? Oh, I graduated in 1999, brother. <laughs> I graduated in 1999, but I never practiced mm-hmm. uh, until when I got here in the States, I think 2011 or 2012. So from 1999 to 2010, I practiced self-PT. <laughs> <laughs> I practiced self-PT. I PT'd myself. I was like, <laughs> like, oh gosh, there's no job. I can't find a job. So I worked as a pharmaceutical rep in mm-hmm. the Philippines for 10 years. Uh, shout out to United Laboratories. I worked for them for 10 years and I traveled. Uh, they gave me good incentive trips all around the world. And then um, finally, I got a visa to come here in the States. And I asked my friends who are physical therapists here in the States. And I asked them, hey, what do you do there? Oh, we're physical therapists, Michael. And I said, uh, well, duh, I travel uh, once a year around the world, uh, what's the difference, you know? I mean, and then they told me about the things that they do, that uh, they're changing people's lives and everything like that, and they're touching people. And it came back to me. I'm like, oh, gosh, that was my first love, you know, taking care of people and bring out the best in them. And uh, in sales, in pharmaceutical, you know, it's, it's also good. There's nothing wrong in being in sales or in pharmaceutical. But uh, in, in our profession, in being a therapist, you get to see firsthand that actual change in your patients, the actual change. They're improving, especially mm-hmm. in the nursing homes. You see them from, from coming in and able to get up out of the bed. And after like two or three days, you see them sitting at the ed- edge of the bed, learning how to stand up, learning how to walk one step at a time, and then realizing, oh, gosh, our profession is really significant. And we can really change people's lives. And same thing right now. And that's what I've been doing, not only for our patient, but also for other therapists, wherein I teach them how to be a better caregiver, how to be a better therapist, and how to find their alternative career and just be awesome in their lives. Have you always had that passion of like helping other people? That's why physical therapy was really, really resonated on you when you when you went to that you know, Actually, you know, as a human being itself, mm-hmm. we always have that passion to help. Mm-hmm. You know, it's right. just an innate innate nature for us. Mm-hmm. Is that a term there? <laughs> it's right. just, just like natural for us to help. Even little kids, you'll observe kids. You got, you know, I got three girls. When they were young, they would give something to somebody. Mm-hmm. And you know, uh, even young young kids, if you go to, to schools, you will see them trying to help other people. When some, something drops, they're going to help, uh, or something drops, or something somebody drops their stuff at school, mm-hmm. you'll see somebody there helping. 
Mm-hmm. And I think it's just an innate person for uh, innate nature for us human beings to help other people. And uh, what's what's just happening is that uh, as we get older, what happens is that we are on that survival mode. Mm-hmm. Okay, when you're in that survival mode, what happens is that you start to become selfish. You start to become self-centered. You know, when we start growing up, getting older we start to become selfish and uh, you're in that survival mode and you can't blame human beings because you're that, that survival mode. Mm-hmm. But once you, once you start uh, going to that, uh, what's called this, the next stage, which is uh, a thriving mode mm-hmm. where you're able to help other people, guess what? That's going to, that's going to come out again. That's going to come out again. So. Right. So more like out, outpouring of, of what you're, you have. Yeah, tend mm-hmm. to share it. So you mentioned earlier that one of your passions is dementia, and uh, so what drew you to that direction to dementia care? I didn't have a choice. <laughs> <laughs> when you are working at the nursing home, mm-hmm. what? When you're working at the nursing home, you know this. Ninety-nine point nine percent of the time, you've got dementia patients. Mm-hmm. So when I got here in the states, I think 2012. Shout out to Signature Health here. They were the one who helped me come here in the states and. Uh, I got there, I'm like, I'm a pharmaceutical rep, med rep, right? mm-hmm. you're a med rep, you come in here, and then I'm like, oh, what are this patient? They're spitting at me, they're kicking at me, kicking me and pushing me around, and uh, uh, what what's going on? <laughs> right. And I just realized, you know, uh, this is dementia. And going back home and going back when we were young, I remember my grandmother we thought she was just crazy. Mm-hmm. She would stand up, able to go to the bathroom in the mornings. And then at nighttime, she would just, you know, take a dump on the floor. And we would be so upset because how come you can, you know, why are you able to stand up and go to the bathroom in the morning? And at mm-hmm. nighttime, you're, you're, you're taking a dump right beside your bed. Right. And then, and then she would have those uh, uh, delusional episodes and hallucinations. And we thought in the Philippines, this was in the 80s and 90s, but we just thought people were crazy. Mm-hmm. And, and now I'm realizing, oh gosh, we need to learn more about dementia. We need to learn more about Alzheimer's. And uh, that's where it all started when I was working at the nursing home. Mm-hmm. And that's also one of my, uh, what you call this capstone project in our DPT doctorate uh, school. Mm-hmm. And um, it really helped me a lot. And now I'm teaching other people, other therapists or nurses, how to be a certified dementia practitioner through the National Council of Certified Dementia Practitioners. Right, right. You mentioned that you know, in the Philippines, we just thought that as you get older, you get really crazy. And, uh, right? and uh, you shared your experience in your when you handled your your dementia patients, I had my first dementia or patient with dementia in in home health, and when I came there and evaluated her, I was like, um, <laughs> I didn't know what to do. I was like, I know what dementia is. It's we had it in school, but the actual presentation, I was really um, taken aback that um, I had to research. I had to really look into. Uh, what dementia the presentations yeah so and so for for you what do you wish that people would know especially caregivers or our fellow Filipinos 
uh, who are have relatives or friends who are showing the dementia symptoms or, or signs what what you wish they would know as uh, so that they can at least help their loved ones in, in managing and, and dealing with symptoms of dementia. There are two, two things that they need to know. Mm-hmm. First, is Alzheimer's or dementia, it's just going to get bad. It's just going to get worse. Okay, there's no treatment for it. There's no, it's, it's called irreversible, you know, uh, a disease. But here's the thing, the, the, the disease itself may be irreversible, but what you can do is learn how to educate yourself. Until there's a cure, there's a care. So where does the care comes from? Comes comes from the caregiver or care partner. So when you're giving care, you have to learn how to change your words. You gotta learn how to change your approach. You gotta learn how to change uh, how you take care of yourself. So your words, your approach, and how to also take care of yourself. And most of the time, caregivers out there, they forget how to take care of themselves. That's why it's called caregiving. You know, you can't, you're, you're giving care mm-hmm. and you cannot give what you do not have. You know, you cannot, uh, just like money, I cannot give money to my kids and I don't have money myself. You can't, I can't give you money if I don't have money, right? right? Same thing with caregiving. I cannot give care to somebody else if I don't take care of myself. So that's what I always uh, preach, you know, uh, to the caregivers that I educate uh, in the Alzheimer's and Dementia Support Group. You got to learn how to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there are other studies would say that it um, caregiver burnout is big with um, caregivers handling uh, patients with with dementia, right? So that's very important. Respite care is that what they call it? Yeah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. When they, they give some respite care too. Mm-hmm. So what are the what would you say are the things that they should look out for? in their relatives or loved ones that they would think that I, I think I should send them to a doctor. This might be dementia and not normal signs of aging. Oh, that's a great question. You know, first, obviously, it's memory loss when they mm-hmm. start forgetting stuff, forgetting mm-hmm. things, when they, uh, when they forget their, na- their names, their, uh, their, we're turning off the stove, the oven, you know, forgetting where they put the keys. Those are the early signs. And then from there, you can go uh, to your physician, to a neurologist, and that way they could really assess if it's really a real Alzheimer's or dementia or a pseudo-dementia. Pseudo, uh, it spells like P-S-E-U-D-O, pseudo-dementia or, or reversible dementias. It means that it is not a real dementia. Mm-hmm. Well, so what are those real dementias that can mimic dementia? First is UTI, urinary tract infection. It could mimic dementia, uh, dehydration uh, when you know when they don't drink a lot of fluid. You know they, that could mimic dementia. Strokes could also mimic dementia. Uh, those are uh, what you call uh, preventable and reversible. Uh, medication. Some medication can cause confusion. You know some patients when they take antibiotics, they get confused. You know mm-hmm. uh, so what else uh, that can cause uh, what you call pseudo dementia? Um, what you call this? Uh, their eyeglasses. If you don't have the right eyeglasses and give me a wrong eyeglass, guess what? I'm just going to get confused. Hearing, hearing, you know, if they don't have their hearing aids, they hear that, uh, what you call this, that uh, ringing sound. Guess mm-hmm. what? They'll, you'll think, say, there's somebody's talking to them. Mm-hmm. So those are what you call pseudo-dementias. Pseudo-dementias. Mm-hmm. 
So. All right. So how about with, um, what would advice that would you give to fellow physical therapists in handling and treating persons with dementia? Those who have, don't have any experience with dementia, what would be the biggest lesson or advice that you can give them? First, you've got several lessons there. First, start about you, you know, mm-hmm. don't think about yourself. I mean, most of the time we're like, oh, the patient just, just hates me and et cetera, et cetera, you know, and uh, they're like being racist or whatever. That's what I always encounter when I was like, oh, she, she probably doesn't love, like me. But it's not about you. It's about them because they're having a hard time understanding you mm-hmm. and you're having a hard time understanding them. Mm-hmm. So the key here is learning how to identify those nonverbal signs, you know, what are, what kind of nonverbal signs, you know, are they eyebrows uh, like this? Are they hurting? Are they sitting in a wheelchair with that sling chair? Are they uh, just wanting to go to the bathroom? Are they just, I mean, imagine that we're just talking for like 20, 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. I'm standing up because my back hurts when I'm sitting down. What more for our, uh, for our patients or or our clients, excuse Mm -hmm. me, our clients that are getting confused. So it's not about you. It's all about the patient. And of course, educate yourself. Educate yourself. What does the patient really need? What do they really want? You know, they mm-hmm. both have, the patient still has needs and wants. Mm-hmm. You know, are they wet? So it's not about you. It's all about the patient. All right? I'll stop talking. I'll let you take no. over. <laughs> no, you're right. Because <laughs> we might not know what the situation or the triggers that they might have. You mentioned like, uh, being wet might be their trigger or uh, seeing something that's not there might be their trigger. Probably it's dark that they, they're feeling cons- confused. And also like for caregivers, I think you've mentioned it also that the education for caregivers, because sometimes dementia is, the progression of dementia is fast. I had uh, a patient when I was in home health I was seeing her like for the first few weeks, we were able to like walk, we were able to, um, I, I would I would be able to convince her to walk like by, by playing some music and it would be able to get up the bed, uh, the, the bed and, and the chair. But like after six weeks of, of seeing her, um, she became more weak. Uh, she doesn't remember standing up anymore. So sometimes progressions are fast that we have to really uh, educate what do you call the, the caregivers of what they can do in, 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 in those times, how to adjust and cope. So, right. mm-hmm. and so you've mentioned uh, certified, being a certified dementia practitioner. So what, what, um, what would this help uh, physical therapist in, 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 what do you call this, treating and handling uh, persons with dementia? Well, basically, uh, it's, a, it's a two-day course that I teach. Mm-hmm. I, normally, I normally run it every end of the month mm-hmm. uh, on a Saturday and a Sunday. Some instructors, they teach it a whole day. Mm-hmm. I get tired talking the whole day. <laughs> so uh, I do it. I break it down to two days. Mm-hmm. It's an eight-hour CEU course where we basically talk about what is Alzheimer's, what's dementia, some ways how to improve your skills, how to be a better caregiver, and different mm-hmm. stuff like, you know, updates about Alzheimer's and dementia. But the most differentiating factor on the course that I teach is basically I teach 
you, the therapist, the nurse, or whoever is attending, sometimes we got nurse practitioners and physicians who attend, uh, basically I teach them how to level up themselves. Mm-hmm. I would challenge them, hey, you're going to be a CDP, you're going to be a certified dementia practitioner. I want you to learn how to present yourself confidently, either online or in your community, because you're going to have that title and you're going to speak in your community. And that's what mm-hmm. I want you to be. I want you to go out in your community and to represent uh, CDP, that title, and, and just talk about dementia. Because right. I cannot do it all. Mm-hmm. You know, I cannot do it all. Even the famous Tipa Snow cannot do it all. She has to train other people mm-hmm. how to be a better uh, uh, dementia practitioner. And same thing mm-hmm. with me. I have to train you to be a better certified dementia practitioner. So when you go out in your community, you could be the best that you can be, not only for yourself, but also for your community for your patients and for your loved ones. So you could train mm-hmm. other people to how to do that. So. Mm-hmm. Right. There's, there's a lot, there's a lot to learn about dementia, not just what dementia is, but do you, do you have stages, you have presentations, what are the changes in, in persons with dementia that you have to look out for? What are the treatment approaches? So yeah, you're right. There's a lot of things to learn and being a certified dementia practitioner would be a big help. And you have, um, you're an author of a lot of books and, and, I, and have one, I have one of your books here, Misunderstanding Dementia. Thank you. <laughs> so what would be, if you have one topic that you would want to like share and stress uh, from that book, what would that be? I wanted, uh, the one thing that they, mm-hmm. I need to stress on, that's a great question, man, mm-hmm. is the staging, the mm-hmm. staging. You have to learn what stage your loved one is. So it doesn't matter what kind of staging you use because there are different practitioners. They do different stages like mild, moderate, severe. Some people, they want to use the the seven stages, you know, one to seven, no cognitive uh, decline, cognitive decline, mild cognitive. So you, you want to harp on that. Why? Because you want to know what stage you're at or your loved ones or your patient. Why? How could you know? How could you go to somewhere else if you don't have a goal in mind? Just like right. shooting a basketball. Mm-hmm. How can you shoot that ball if you don't have goal in mind? Mm-hmm. And same thing when treating a patient. You have to know where your baseline is at, where they came from, and where do you want them to go. Mm-hmm. So same thing with taking care of an Alzheimer's patient or dementia patient, or even in life. You want to know where you're at right now, mm-hmm. what happened to you before, and where you're going to. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the that's the key key uh, thing there. So because you can know all the you can know all the the what you call this the the his the 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 cost the background you can know how to take them to the bathroom or you can know uh, the mechanism of action the pathophysiology mm-hmm. but if you don't know where you're going to mm-hmm. or where you came from mm-hmm. or where you at right now how could you go to the next step or next level. Mm-hmm. Right. That's uh, very relatable to life. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, and, and so segue, you're also an a, a alternative health career coach. So what made you go to that direction now? Well, <laughs> that's a great question, brother, <laughs> because I've been seeing a lot of therapists. Mm-hmm. I've been seeing a lot of therapists. They get burned out. Correct. They don't know what to do with their life. And uh, they just like, Michael, I'm, I'm tired of doing this. And 
sometimes uh, they just need a coach. Sometimes mm-hmm. they just need guidance. That's where I come in. And mm-hmm. I've, I've been getting a lot of, uh, uh, you know, I do free calls and sometimes paid coaching program. And I said, well, why, why let's just create a program for it. So we have mm-hmm. that group called alternativehealthcarecareers.com and where we teach um, therapists how to find their alternative career, you know, whether you want to be a utilization reviewer or whether you want to be a certified dementia practitioner, that's actually an alternative career, uh, how to start your own clinic, how to start mm-hmm. your own business, uh, how to contract with different home health agencies and stuff like that. So uh, because a lot of people, they, they want uh, change. Mm-hmm. And even us, you know, us Filipinos, right? I mean, there's a reason why you guys are, we are here in the States. Mm-hmm. We want to change. Mm-hmm. And yeah, guess what? Change is the only permanent thing in the world. Exactly. If you are the same person last year or five years ago. Guess what? You're not changing. You're just in a constant, uh, what you call this, uh, in that, uh, what you call this? Stagnant water. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be like that. You always want change. You always want to move on to your next level, pushing yourself to the next level, not going back, mm-hmm. but getting better you know, improving yourself. And that's why there's a, a thing called personal development. Mm-hmm. You want to always develop yourself. And aside right. from that personal development, you have that professional development. And most of the time, we're so focused on either one mm-hmm. that we're forgetting the other one. So we're focusing too much on that professional growth. We've forgotten that personal development. What's including the personal development? Your family life, your health life, you know, and then sometimes you are so focused here and you don't have that professional development. And guess what? You know, what are you going to feed your family? So it needs to right. be balanced out. Mm-hmm. And that's where burnout comes in. If it's uneven, that's it. If it's uneven. Right. So you, you help people find their alternative careers or side gigs as well. Have you had that experience wherein you, you felt like healthcare is like, burning you out already that's why you started this you, 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 did you think that like if I'm feeling this probably other people are feeling this so might as well try uh, helping out and how did you find your way there did you find a mentor as well oh yeah mm-hmm. I, ha- I have coaches I have paid mm-hmm. coaches I have paid coaches uh, that I pay obviously paid mm-hmm. coaches right and I mm-hmm. pay them thousands of dollars mm-hmm. to teach me mm-hmm. how to find my alternative career, to teach me how to, to find my passion. Right. Because here's the thing is there are a lot of free coaches out there. Uh, but when you get something for free, you don't take it. You don't take it seriously. You know, you have to have skin in the game. You have to at least have a skin in the game. What does that, you know, just like playing a basketball or whatever, when you, when you fall down and you scratch yourself, Guess what? You fight better, right? The okay. same thing with uh, with finding a coach, finding a mentor, and you have that skin in the game. You start doing better. You start you you're motivated to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, some people they do well with uh, free coaching because they're self motivated, but most of the time, uh, it's not. It's not. You know. So I mean, even in in even in in, in real life. Us, we came here in the States. Our parents, I assume your parents paid for your bachelor's of physical therapy at home. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I didn't value that education when I was in the Philippines because my parents were paying for it. I mean, uh, yeah, I valued it. I passed it. I passed mm-hmm. the board exam there. 
but I never really, I studied, but I never really, uh, really, really focused on it because I was mm-hmm. young mm-hmm. and I was immature and they were paying for it. I'm like, oh, my parents paying for it. But here's the thing. When I got here in the States, I started paying for my own DPT school. Guess what? I studied for it because I was paying it. Mm-hmm. I was paying it. And I'm like, oh, I got to pass this thing because I don't want to pay for it again. Mm-hmm. And same thing with just like a car. If you're paying for your car, you're, you, you know you're going to take care of it. When my mother was paying for my car back home in the Philippines, magasgasan, okay lang, di ba? But here, I'm like, oh gosh, I'm paying for this. So same thing when you have a coach, when you have a mentor. When you're paying for it, you value it. In, 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 my, in my thing right now, I get a lot of free courses mm-hmm. in, in my current status right now. Hey, Michael, uh, I'm going to give you a free access to my course. And then I want to give you an affiliate link. Can you watch it and read it and whatever, even a free book? Guess what? I mean, I watch it. I read it. I promote it. But do I implement it? No. Because it's really not. I mean, it's free. You know, I'll give it. I'll give free access to my wife and everything. But if I pay for it, like like Engelbert's course. I don't know if you know Engelbert. Yeah. He's like the home health guy. Mm-hmm. I paid for him. I paid for that coaching. Guess what? I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. Greg Todd's uh, Smart Success for Physical Therapy. I paid for that course. Guess what? I'm implementing it. I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to say those free courses that I get, but you know, uh, I don't. I'm not implementing it because I got it for free. Mm-hmm. Same thing with coaching. When you get a free coaching, oh yeah, you talk to me, yeah. But mm-hmm. if 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 they paid for it, they value it more. Mm-hmm. Same thing with therapy. I don't know if you noticed this. Uh, I have a cash-based therapy business and also a insurance-based business. Not all, okay, not all, but majority of my Medicare patients that we see in home health. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you did you work home health? You mentioned yes, I did. Yeah. Patients who receive home health services through Medicare system, when you come back, do you see them doing their home exercises? No, not no. much compliance. No, no, because they get it for free from the government. Mm-hmm. But you go out to your community, find somebody who's paying cash for therapy. Oh, they're doing their exercises. I have all the patients that I charge cash. When they come back, I know they're doing their home exercise mm-hmm. because they're paying for it. Mm-hmm. Did that make sense? Right, right. So, so same they- thing with coaching, same thing with finding a mentor. You have to find that mentor that is actually, you know, same match as you that will actually bring out the best in you. So. Right. Let you they, they, they really find value in if they spend their hard-earned money on, on something that they want to invest on. That's right. Yeah. And that's the problem with us Filipinos. Mm-hmm. We like everybody wants it free. Mm-hmm. Right. We don't want you know we, we don't want to you know uh, that's our problem. You know mm-hmm. that's our problem with the with uh, with our country. You know mm-hmm. in in general mm-hmm. we want everything free free free. And, mm-hmm. then, and not giving out, giving out, giving out. You got to learn how to give out. To learn right. how to give out and, and learn how to contribute and, 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 and find that value in other people. So, mm-hmm. All right. So one of the, the ways that you leveled up is you, you're, you became an author of several books. So what motivated you in, in creating those books? What motivated me? My coach. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> I paid a $5,000 coach. Oh, wow. A book author coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I joined a mastermind. And these are really famous authors like Dan Miller, uh, Dave Ramsey, you know, every, you know, Javona Ellison, really famous, famous authors in the book industry. And I joined their mastermind. Mm-hmm. And when you're in that group of mastermind people, guess what? They're going to be pushed to that next level because you are the average of the five people you hang out with. Exactly. So whoever you hang out with, you're going to be like them. Mm-hmm. If you're hang out with, uh, with uh, people who always want to complain, who always want to just complain about their life, guess what? You're going to catch yourself complaining too. Mm-hmm. You know? uh, it's just being smart about life. Uh, you you got to find people that will push you to the next level. And going back to your question about how did I start it? Because mm-hmm. I hang out with authors mm-hmm. and speakers and people who are actually leveling up. And my daughter had a, has a published book now. Uh-huh. Right. Uh, two of my daughters and then uh-huh. they're still writing their book and just have to find people that will push you to your next level. Mm-hmm. And I'm really proud of you for creating this podcast and this group. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. You, you inspired me. <laughs> you inspire <Yeah>. me. <laughs> so of all the things that you're doing, as I mentioned, alternative career coach, mentor, entrepreneur, business owner, podcast host. Um, what's next for Mike Chua? What's next for me is to continue to level up, to help more people, <laughs> to change more lives. Because the more people that we help, mm-hmm. the more people that we change their lives, the world gets better. You know, right. you have mm-hmm. to find something that is something bigger than you. Right. If you're just focusing on yourself, guess what? That's not good. But if you find something that is bigger than you, and you support that that cause. Mm-hmm. Guess what? You're gonna be. You're gonna have that legacy. You're gonna leave that legacy with your family because you don't want to be remembered as a oh that that boss that's really sucky. Remember, do you have that boss like that? We don't want to be like that. You want to be that person. Oh gosh, when he died, he did this all these things mm-hmm. for the glory of God, for mm-hmm. for dementia, for Alzheimer's, mm-hmm. for the Filipino people. Because mm-hmm. that's what we're here for. We're here to put a mark in our place. And, and God gave you that gift. Mm-hmm. God gave you that gift to use it and mm-hmm. use it. You know, if you don't use right. it, you're going to lose it. So that's right. my next goal, to keep pushing mm-hmm. and keep uh, bring out the best in other people. Right. Uh, piggy bank on that, we were created to be co-creators. So we have to give out, not just use and, and take in. So I, I read somewhere that of all the purposes of the living things it's to give out like the like trees give out fruit uh animals give out milk and and food for us so as human beings as well we have to give out so if we touch the three persons change the three persons lives a little way then those three persons would uh share that and and touch other people so it's it just goes further going out so we're we're going to the the end of our our conversation. So mm-hmm. I have um, uh, last three my last three questions. So, given an opportunity uh, to move into another area of physical therapy practice uh, without considering uh, like money or anything, um, where in what area do you wanna go to? Me. Mm-hmm. 
aside from Alzheimer's and dementia. Uh-huh. Aside from Alzheimer's, aside from where you're right now in the world of physical therapy, where else do you want to go to? That's a great question, man. That's a great question. I've done all. I've done it all. Done hosp not all hospitals, mm-hmm. outpatient. I want to try pediatrics. Mm-hmm. That's my weak. That's my weak thing. You know, uh-huh. I don't like. I don't really want to like working with kids, but uh, given the chance, I want to learn. And that's how we. That's how we get better. We get that's better true. by learning. So we get better by learning. So I want to try that. Peds. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. my weak point too, because I don't have much. Patience <laughs> with uh, crying kids. <laughs> um, next question: uh, Who do you think the audience should know more? A Filipino physical therapist that uh, that is making a mark in their uh, practice that the audience should know more about. Are, are there therapists? Uh-huh. A Filipino about? physical therapist. Yep. You can reach out to Bert. You know, he's, he's a really good guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Engelbert Devera. Mm-hmm. Uh, reach out to him. Uh, there's another lady, Jenny. Jenny Youssef, you know her? Mm-hmm. Uh, she's doing geriatric stuff. And uh, uh, the people in, in AFAPT, there are awesome people there. Yeah. I know Richard Holzman. He's a Filipino therapist. Uh, he's really awesome. He owns like multiple, multiple clinics in New Jersey and New York. Oh. I think uh, more than 100. No, just kidding. <laughs> probably. He can probably do 100 <laughs> clinics. Uh, you can also reach out to Rod Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. He has uh, a home health agency in uh, Colorado. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, he's uh, one of my uh, my co-speakers when we went around different states speaking about uh, our CEU course. Uh, Joffrey De La Cruz. He mm-hmm. is uh, that man up guy. Yeah, the is man he the man up guy? guy. Mm-hmm. Good. Uh, mm-hmm. We also had that uh, that lecture in Chicago. Uh, Mike Lim. He's like the MPS guy, the microcurrent point stimulation. He's Filipino too. Mm-hmm. He's also based in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, RV Vitente. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's a, a Filipino of the USAF, University of St. Augustine, Florida. Mm-hmm. That Filipino. Mm-hmm. Dean. Uh, uh, Mr. Uh, oh gosh, he's going to get mad. <laughs> uh, Robredo. Mr. Dr. Robredo, mm-hmm. older physical therapist, but he's based here in Nashville. He's like, I think the president of the, not right president, he's like a board member of the of, uh, Tennessee Physical Therapy Association. You can reach out wow. to him too. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot more. Lovelia Horn. You know Lovelia Horn? Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, being, she's, mm-hmm. uh, she's good. Uh, and of course, Rodel Kirby Baloy. Mm-hmm. Awesome guy. He's like the the founder and the, one of the administrator of AFAPT. Right. And a lot more. And a right, lot right. more was actually winning mm-hmm. in this field, a Filipino winning in, in this field. And I challenge you, Johan, to, to start interviewing them, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and reaching out to them because uh, we need more. We don't want Filipinos who are actually pulling us down. Right. You know, we want Filipinos who are actually going to push us up mm-hmm. and bring, up, bring out the best in us. And I like what we're doing right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one of my uh, reasons why why I started this podcast is to let everyone know that Filipinos are making it in in uh, in the physical therapy profession. We are just uh, humble, <laughs> humble enough not to like advertise ourselves, but we are we are winning. We are as, yeah. as of you said, we're winning in this profession. We are doing a lot, really, and mm-hmm. contributing to bettering well, the. Before profession. I forget, Joel Sebag. 
Joe, mm, yeah. Joe Sebag is like a really awesome guy, you know. Mm -hmm. had a, we did a concert. You had a concert. Uh, in, mm -hmm. in, you know, there are a lot more there. Mm -hmm. Last is, uh, uh, this is the, the title of the podcast is PT Meal. So um, what would be the three ingredients that uh, make up Mike Chua? Those three essential ingredients that make up who you are. First, the carbohydrates, <laughs> no, <just kidding. laughs> the fats, <laughs> and the protein, right? Well, the three ingredients that mm -hmm. Michael Chua has or whatever, I think everybody has to have, mm -hmm. is the three piece. The three piece. Remember, you got to find that passion first. Mm -hmm. you, when, once you find that passion, find that purpose. Find that mm -hmm. purpose. You know what? Next will follow. The number three is your profit. If you find that, pro that passion and that purpose, Mm -hmm. The profit will follow. So three P's. Remember that the pa mm -hmm. your passion, your purpose, and your profit. And it's not going to stand. It's like a stool, just like a chair. You know, mm -hmm. it will not stand up if you don't have three of them. You mm -hmm. take one off, it will fall. Mm -hmm. Take one off, it will fall. If you have passion and purpose and there's no profit, guess what? You're not going to be able to eat. Mm -hmm. If you have purpose and you have profit and you don't have that passion in that, in that field, Guess mm -hmm. what? You're just going to burn out. So all three of them needs to be there. Your purpose, your passion, and your profit. You're, you're going to be okay. And that's what drives me. That's what drives me. Wow. Very powerful. And very easy to remember. Passion, purpose, and profit. So before I, I let go of you, what are the ways that people can reach you? Social media, email address, website. Oh, it's very easy to remember. My website is drmikechua.com. That D-R-M-I-K-E-C-H-U-A. And they can reach out to me or to my assistant, uh, Tasha, at drmikechua.com. That's my assistant. Or my personal email, mike at drmikechua.com. That's it. Mm -hmm. Right, right. So as a takeaway, yung pabao natin to our audience, what would be the the... What do you call it? What do you want the audience to remember from this episode? What they what I want them to remember. Mm -hmm. What well, your life final statement? Mm -hmm. If if Johan can do it, and if I can do it, so can you, my Kabayan. Because there's nothing special about me. There's nothing different about me except for my beautiful hair. <laughs> just kidding. There's nothing special about me. I'm just a regular Filipino guy. You know, five foot five. 220 pound guy <laughs> and uh, there's nothing special about me ladies and gentlemen my fellow filipinos but the key here is you gotta learn how to take action you know you gotta learn how to take action so before i before i close all my videos and everything i always say this word fast f-a-s-t this is my pabao mm -hmm. letter f find friends that will push you to your next level because you are the average of the five people you hang out with so if you hang out with johan Guess what? You're going to be awesome. If you're hanging out with me, guess what? You're going to be awesome. Hang out with other pe Filipino people that's actually going to pull you down, just going to talk behind you. Guess what? That's going to be you. Mm -hmm. So find friends, Filipino friends that will push you to your next level. Do you think I just accidentally hang out with Joel Sabag? No. Mm -hmm. I intentionally reached out to him. Do you think I just accidentally hang out with uh, Rod Rodriguez? He's in Colorado. Mm -hmm. No. Do you think... I just accidentally hang out with, uh, with Engelbert Devere. He's in Texas. Mm -hmm. I had to reach out to him. Mm -hmm. Hey, I want to be with you. I want to learn from you. Do you think I just accidentally talked to, 
to Joffrey De La Cruz, who is in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Oh, the man up guy. Uh-huh. I had to reach out to him. Right. And do you think Johan accidentally <laughs> saw me? No, he <laughs> reached out to me. Right, right. Because he wanted to be with awesome people. So find friends that will push you to your next level. Join Johan's group called League of Extraordinary Filipino Therapists. It's called LEFT, mm-hmm. L-E-F-T. That's his group now. League of Extraordinary Filipino Therapists. So what's next letter? Letter A. Letter A, you got to learn how to take action. All this stuff that Joan is doing, all this stuff we're doing, it's free. It's a free mm-hmm. show. But it's not going to do me good. It's not going to do you good if you don't take action on it. Reach out to Johan. Reach out to me. And we'll help you out. Letter S. Letter S. Share and subscribe. Share and subscribe on Johan's podcast. Because the more share... The more subscription, the better we get, right? Mm-hmm. And last but not the least, letter T on the word fast. Letter T is teach it. Why? Because when you hear it, you forget. When you see it, you remember. But when you're actually teaching it, ladies and gentlemen, you're actually understanding it more. And that's what Joanne is doing. He's teaching us how to be awesome, how to be better. Thank you, Joanne. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. <laughs> Have a good day. You too. Appreciate you, brother. You keep it up, okay? And that's another serving of PTML Physical Therapy Podcast. Thank you for listening and make sure to stay tuned for next week's episode wherein I talk to the president of the Philippine Physical Therapy Association, Mike Gabalo. All right? You have a good day. Thank you.